back to In the Huddle. I'm Gavin. I'm Mally. Let's get into it. To get things started, we're going to talk about Aaron Judge's new, new nine-year contract with $360 million deal signing with the New York Yankees. Yeah, this was obviously huge. I mean, I believe uh, the Giants offered a pretty big deal, too. But he ends up going with the Yankees deal. I was kind of surprised by this. Yeah. I I mean, he talked about wanting to go back to his hometown and go back to the Giants, like San Francisco. So I was a little surprised that he went with the Yankees over the Giants. But, I mean, this is obviously a huge hole for the Yankees. It definitely is. They probably would have probably been done if they didn't have Aaron Judge. I mean, they got yeah. some they got some good players, but, like, where are the Yankees sitting out without those 62 home runs? Yeah. Like, it's going to be tough. So this was huge for the Yankees getting Aaron Judge. But, I mean, this is a big deal. This is. I mean, Bryce Harper, um, like when he re-signed with the Phillies in 2019, he got a 13-year, $330 million deal. This is a 9-year, $360 million deal. Like, that's crazy. That is, that's insane. More money and less years, which is more millions per year. So, this was huge for the Yankees, huge for Aaron Judge. He got the money he ended up wanting with the Yankees over the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Sticking with our signings in the MLB, next up we got the Wilson Contreras deal with the Cardinals, five years, eighty-seven point five million. This is a uh, this is big for the Cardinals. This is very big. I mean, they could have used a good catcher like Wilson Contreras, so this is pretty big. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, obviously we have the Judge deal that was like huge, so this kind kind of looks like less, but this is a good deal for a catcher. I mean, 87.5 million for Contreras. This is good. Yeah. Cardinals needed him, so overall, I'd say, what would you give? I'd give this signing A minus. A minus. Yeah. I think. I mean, like, it's a great trade, but it's not like like Aaron Judge A plus. Yeah, A plus. But like Wilson Contreras, he's he's still a great player, but yeah. not as good. So I'd just go A minus. Um, I would go. A B plus. B plus, yeah. B plus. Yeah. This was definitely good. Good signing. It was, uh, Cardinals really needed it, so yeah. Also, the Aaron Judge signing just takes away from how how much yeah. of a deal this is. Yeah, I think there's so much big news from today, but that Aaron Judge signing yeah. just... It just shines over all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But a good signing for the Cardinals here with Wilson Contreras. Yeah, sure. And sticking with more signings, this one was from a couple days ago. Uh, Justin Verlander signs with the Mets, two-year deal, $86.66 million deal. And this is huge for the Mets after losing Jake DeBrugram just the day before. Yeah. Uh, this this will reunite Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer uh, for when they were last played together in 2012 with uh, Detroit Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, uh, so yeah, they got reunited. Uh, this is huge for the Mets. I mean, so far, they've lost three pitchers this season. Yeah. This offseason. So getting just a real is huge. I mean, as a Mets fan, I'm super happy right now. I've been these past couple days. Verlander is so good. I mean, he's getting older. I think the Mets made a good move only signing him for two years. Yeah. Because he is on the older side. He will be retiring soon. But, I mean... He won the Cy Young Award last year for the AL. He's a beast. He is. He's gonna be great for the Mets after losing to Grom. It was a good uh it was a good signing after losing to Grom. 
since like you weren't able to land to deal with your gnomes. So this is huge for the Mets, huge for Justin Verlander, huge for Verlander and Max Scherzer reuniting in Queens yes. after being together in Detroit in 2012. So yeah, this is huge for Verlander and the Mets. Yeah. To continue with the MLB, we're gonna start with Trey Turner signing with the Phillies with an 11-year, $300 million deal. Yeah, this was this was really good. I mean, this duo of Bryce Harper and Trey Turner is gonna be elite. Yeah, it's is, it's scary. It's gonna be amazing to to watch. Yeah, I mean, as a Mets fan, I'm kind of scared. But uh, no, nah, this is this is a really good signing for the Phillies. Uh, they could they use they could uh they needed a shortstop. So this is pretty huge. I mean, this is a good deal too. It is. I mean, Bryce Harper in 2019 got the 13, uh, 13 year year signing, and now an 11 year signing for Trey Turner. So they're gonna be in it. Yeah. For like the next 10 so years together. For sure. Which is uh, which is really good. Phillies are gonna be. I mean, they were a contender this year. Now adding Trey Turner to the mix. This is gonna be. This is probably a World Series team now. Oh yeah. I mean, they made the World Series last year. Now like they could probably win it now. They'll probably give the Astros a run for their money. Oh yeah, you know they're gonna be an elite team this year. Adding Trey Turner to the mix for sure. Next up, we're gonna be talking about the Red Sox reaching a deal with closer Kenley Jansen. They reach a two-year, thirty-two million dollar contract, which is pretty huge for the Red Sox. Yeah, this is this just helps them out. Yes, helps them out. I mean, uh, the Red Sox bullpen was like really, really bad this past uh, 2022 season, so this is gonna help a lot. Sure will. To keep things going, we're going to talk about Cody Bellinger signing with the, with the Chicago Cubs for a $17.5 million contract for one year. Yeah, uh, this is pretty big for the Cubs. I mean, Cody Bellinger is just one of the best players in the MLB. Uh, this is good for the Cubs getting him. I mean, it's only a one-year deal, so clearly they didn't want him for the long run. I mean, obviously they can re-sign him. After next year, but overall, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good contract. Even though it's only one year, it really is. Next up, the Phillies signed pitcher, former Mets pitcher Tomon Walker, to four years, seventy-two million dollars. Yeah, I mean the Phillies just keep their signing streak going. Exactly. To keep things rolling, we're going to talk about Cleveland Guardians signing first baseman Josh Bell to a thirty, no, to a two-year. $33 million a year deal. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely good for the Guardians, making their first decently big splash of this offseason. Yeah. And the Chicago Cubs make another signing this offseason, uh, signing starting pitcher Jameson Talon to a four-year $68 million deal. Yeah. Another great signing. To keep things going with the signings, New York Mets sign pitcher Jose Quintana to a two-year, $26 million deal. Yeah, Mets get back a little bit of what they lost. I mean, they got Verlander, now they got Quintana to get a little bit back of what they lost when they lost Bassett, Walker, and DeGrom. Yeah. To end the MLB, and we're gonna start off with the NFL with uh, the Carolina Panthers releasing Baker Mayfield, the former number one round pick, and the Rams picking him up two days later. Yeah. Uh, Panthers released Mayfield after five months after training for him. Uh, he was a number one overall pick. Uh, he hasn't really played out to be a number one overall pick. He's, yeah. I wouldn't say he's been a bust because he hasn't been like 
awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Zach Wilson might be able to, you might be able to call him a bust because he's been like really bad, even though he's young. Mayfield's already a couple years into his career and he's just not looked great. I mean, he had a, like one, maybe two good seasons with the Browns. Other than that, not great. So now the Rams, he will be Rams starting quarterback moving forward only because Matt Stafford is uh, injured and out. But once he comes back, Matt Stafford will most likely take over as the number one quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Sticking with NFL news, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, now may not be able to play until mid-January, which will be playoffs, which sparks concern for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's also concerning how the Cowboys didn't offer OBJ a contract during their visit yesterday. Yeah, uh, there was definitely some hope that they were going to offer him a contract at the end of the visit yesterday. They did not because of their concerns with that knee, that ACL that he tore in the Super Bowl. So this is this is pretty big news. It very much is. I mean, at first he was expected to possibly get a signing midweek, and now he may not be able to play until mid uh, January, which sparks uh, like concern for every team. Yeah. For I mean, sure. so far it's been most on the Cowboys, but like think about the Giants. Yeah. Uh, what other teams were interested? I think the Chiefs were talking to him. I think Bills. The Bills were very interested in Von Miller. Really wanted him. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely big news for pretty much all the teams in the NFL that were interested in him. That he now might not play till mid-January. So yeah, I mean, being a Cowboys fan, I really thought that we were gonna get him, but after all, it pretty much is up in the air again. Yeah. To keep things rolling, we're gonna talk about Von Miller. Uh, sadly, he he has torn his ACL and needs surgery, and he won't will not be back for the rest of the year. Yeah, this is devastating news for the Bills. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they had playoff. I mean, they're still to make the playoffs. But, I mean, they definitely had hopes of going, like, far. Very far. And I think Von Miller is such a huge playmaker on that other side of the ball. I mean, you have Josh Allen, you have Diggs. But on the other side of the ball, you have Tredavious White and then Von Miller and, and Oliver. But Von Miller is a huge piece to that defense. Yeah, and even if Von Miller has a bad game, He's still like someone to, to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, he even if he doesn't come up with three sacks in a game, he still has such an impact. It's really does. something the coach has to look out for, the other team has to look out for. Just It's like on the field, you always got to have your eye on. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson, who got injured this past week against the Broncos. I believe it was in the first quarter. He's now sidelined for one to three weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's on my fantasy team. This is going to really hurt me. Luckily, I got Kirk Cousins on my bench. Yeah, I mean, this definitely hurts fantasy managers. Yeah. I mean, Lamar is such a playmaker. And this hurts the Ravens as well. For sure. I mean, their backup QB is good, but he's not as good as Lamar. Yeah, Huntley's good, but, like, right now, like, they're not certified in the playoffs. I mean, they're, sure. they have the Steelers in their division, which is decent. The Browns, decent. I mean, now they have Deshaun. But then they have the Bengals, who just beat the Chiefs this past week, 27-24. Yeah. So they're kind of in the mix of it, most likely going for wild card, as Bengals should probably take that division. Yeah. And they're right in the mix of it all season. I mean, it's week 13 now, so or week 14, one of those. So the season's ending soon. Ravens are right in the mix of it, so losing Lamar for one to three weeks hurts. Yeah, and he's probably not going to be as consistent anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously injuries you don't just come back from better than ever yeah so it's gonna be tough for the Ravens hopefully in their case it's only one week 
But, I mean, if he's out for a full three weeks, that, that hurts him, for sure. Uh, sticking with the theme of injuries, uh, Cowboys cornerback Anthony Brown suffered a torn Achilles and Sunday's win over the Colts. Yeah, I mean, this could just totally change their defense, like the way it's balanced and how they're doing. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Brown isn't, like, a crazy good cornerback, but when you also look at it, uh, Jordan Lewis got injured a couple weeks back, and he's out for the season. So Trayvon's really the us only good quarter, but corner. But uh, Jerome Bland, who is a rookie for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. he's been going nuts. He I mean, has. he's been filling in for Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown. Now Kelvin Joseph in is in, and he got targeted a lot by Matt Ryan towards the end of the game, just because he's a rookie and he hasn't been that good. But Bland on the other side is also a rookie, but he. He, he's playing elite. He, he definitely is. Like, I don't think the Cowboys can bench him next season or once those guys come back, just from how good he's playing. I mean, he had two interceptions, and both of them were, like, good interceptions. Yeah, it was, they were so cool to watch. Yeah, so he's having a good season, so I think he probably will be a starter with um, Trayvon Diggs going forward. Possibly could be number two cornerback on that team. He's showing some real playmaking ability. For sure. And he's good in coverage, so yeah. But this is huge for the Cowboys losing Anthony Brown for the rest of the season. Yeah. To change things up in the NBA, Kyrie Irving splits, way, splits ways with Nike. Yeah. Uh, the company Nike said on Monday that they no longer Kyrie Irving is no longer under contract. Uh, after sharing some anti-Semitic content on social media, which I mean doesn't isn't a good look for Kyrie. It isn't for sure. I mean. It's just not a great look considering he's one of the best stars in the game. I mean, as a star in the game, you want to be, like, loved by the fans. But, like, not necessarily just from, like, your fans. But from all, like, you want everyone, any NBA fan in general, to, like, be a fan of you. But yeah, they want, you just want them to enjoy you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, splitting ways with Nike isn't a great look for Kyrie, for sure. Sticking with NBA, we got star... Shea Gilgis-Alexander having a huge breakout season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And today he revealed, not really revealed, but said that how much he looks up to Chris Paul. So do you think him and CP3 have similar play styles? Yeah, I think they do, just the way they approach defenses. Mm -hmm. And he's just been doing amazing with 31 points a game, 4.8 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, In the field, he's averaging... 50% 50% of shots, and 32% in threes. Yeah, he's having a huge season. I mean, 30% shooting from three is, like, really good, and 50% shooting from the field. He's having, he's having a great season. He's just getting really involved in this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having a huge breakout season. I think people expected a breakout season, like, in the years to come. But I think, he, yeah, like you said before, like, how he approaches defenses, I think is really similar to uh, CP3. And he said that, like, Every like everything about CP3 just like sticks in his head, like the way he plays, just sticks in his head while he's going through games, which you can actually tell because they look similar. And he's having such a breakout season. Yeah, I believe right now he's fourth in the league in points per game, which is just great considering he's only 24 years old. Yeah, this is insane. He's gonna have a great future season to come. Oh yeah, the rest of his career. To change gears, we're gonna talk about what everyone's talking about lately: the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, we're going to share our game predictions and brackets from the quarterfinals all the way to the semis to the finals. Uh, starting off with the first quarterfinals game, this is this one is on Friday, December 9th at 
2 p.m. So technically not the first game. But Netherlands versus Argentina. Who do you have left? I'll I'll have Argentina on this. Not because of Messi, just the not well yes, because of Messi, but this team's also just been playing great lately. Yeah. Uh I think Netherlands they're coming off a big win against the USA. I mean, USA is not like crazy good or anything, but like three ones a good solid yeah, score. But the USA does have the best defense in the whole league. But that's debatable. But I agree, they do have an elite defense. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think Netherlands are a good one, but it's come on, it's Messi. That's true. Now we'll get into this debate another time. I mean, Ronaldo's better than Messi, but we'll get into that debate another time. Ronaldo's better, but Messi's still second best player of all time. We'll get into that debate later. Next game, we're gonna talk about Croatia versus Brazil. I have Brazil winning. Me too. I mean, Neymar, Neymar's a beast. He, he's insane, even though he has been injured. Yeah, he has been injured. I think he, I think he should be back. I think he played last game. I think, I believe he got a goal, a penalty kick goal. But yeah, I think, I think Brazil is gonna yeah. take the game and move on. Next game, this was a great game on Saturday, 2 p.m. England versus. France. This is probably like a great game, probably one that everyone is looking forward to, mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world. Yeah, I mean, these are two like crazy teams. I mean, like all the other games are like pretty, like really elite team versus a pretty good team. I mean, this is just elite, elite. Yeah. Like this feels like it could be the finals. England versus France. You know, Mbappe is on France. He's obviously really young, but a crazy star, which is why I'm picking France. You know what? You have Harry Kane on the other side in England. That's true. That's true. But I am going with you with France and Mbappe. They're, France in general is just doing insane. Yeah. Coming off that win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming off that win. Uh, that was a pretty good win. Being Poland 3 1. So, yeah. I think England's good. I mean, but Mbappe is just. Considering how young he is, he's really good. He is. Alright. Heading into the next game, we got Morocco versus Portugal and Ronaldo. Um, I can already say I'm taking Portugal because Ronaldo's yeah. the go. Me too, but don't, don't be, don't be too, don't, don't be, because this could still be a close game. I mean, yeah, it'll this be is close. A World Cup. It'll be close, best, but Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's the go. That's you. That's you. So I think Portugal's gonna take this one in the quarterfinals. Uh, that's the morning game on Saturday, 10 a.m. Morocco's good. But I mean, but like Portugal's they, just coming off that hot streak with a six-one victory. Yeah, against Switzerland. I mean, Switzerland's not crazy, but six-one. And Ronaldo didn't even play because they wanted to save him. Yeah. Well, Ronaldo played like late in the second half. Yeah, he didn't play much though, so they wanted to save him. So I think I can comfortably take Portugal. Yeah. Uh, heading to the semifinals, we both took Brazil and Argentina. So who got winning, Brazil or Argentina? Neymar or Messi? I'm gonna go with Neymar on this one. Hmm. I Brazil's just a better overall team. Yeah, I think like when when it comes down to Neymar and Messi, Messi's better. Yeah. But I mean, Brazil's just got more good, uh, better players on the entire roster, as to opposed to Argentina. I mean, they have a couple good players, but it's mostly all Messi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Brazil has multiple playmakers, including Neymar, which is why I think Brazil's gonna beat them. In the yeah, for sure. Heading to the next game. That's a good one. Another good one for Another France. Another good one. For France, France versus Portugal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is gonna be a close game. It's gonna be very close. Personally, I think this might go into PKs. It, it could. This probably might go into PKs. Yeah, I mean, both are great teams. 
when it comes down to me, I pretty much look at the round of 16. Well, for France. Me, for me, the, the, the decision on who's going to win this game mm -hmm. is going to be how good the goals are going to play in this game. I agree with that. I think for me, it comes down to like the round of 16. France beat Poland 3-1. to one. Portugal beat Switzerland 6-1. to one. That's true. Which is why I'm going to take Portugal and Ronaldo. Yeah. I'll agree with that. All right. That means heading in to the World Cup Finals to our brackets, we have Brazil versus Portugal. Who you got with score? I'll have three to one Portugal. Three to one Portugal? Really? Yes. Does it go into extra time? No. No. It just, like, oh wait, yeah, duh, because three yes. to one. Yeah. I... I'm gonna go with the closer score. I don't think it's gonna be a two-score game. I think it's gonna go into extra time, not PKs, but extra time. So no penalty kicks in that game. I think Portugal's gonna win. Same thing, but three, but I think three to two. So we both have Portugal winning the entire 2022 World Cup, but now we have to move on to the third and fourth game. Yeah. So to our brackets, that would be. France and Argentina. France and Argentina. I have France winning this mm -hmm. just because France is just overall the better team. Yeah. Just Messi just can't hold them off. Yeah, I think Messi's obviously better than Mbappe. Better than pretty much any player besides Ronaldo. We'll get into that argument another time. We'll get we'll get into that Messi Ronaldo debate another time. But yeah, I would say France beats Argentina for third place. So final four rankings will be Portugal one, Brazil two. Uh, France 3, Argentina 4. And that will wrap it up for our World Cup 2022 bracket predictions. To change it up, we're going to talk about the New Jersey Devils hot streak when they're 21 and 4 and 1. Yeah, they are having a great season. Historic for the Devils. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, earlier in the season, they had a 13 game win streak, which then got ended by the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I mean, overall, I think. They've played two less or two more games than the Boston Bruins, but I believe I think that puts them at. But because they have more points, they have 43 points. Boston has 41 points. New Jersey Devils are number one in the entire league. That's amazing. Yeah, considering they were gonna be a team that probably wouldn't be like too too great. I mean, they're having a great season. I mean, in goals scored, they're second. In goals against. They're second, like saving goals. In assists, they're 10th. Shooting percentage, 11th. Power play percentage isn't great as they're 24th. But right back into it, penalty kill percentage is 5th. And penalty minutes is 10th. They're having, I mean, they have 96 goals in season. That is amazing. Yeah. And I think what helps is they're spreading it out to the team. It's not like one player carrying one. I mean, Jack Hughes is having a great season. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's having a great season. But like, and Nico Heijer's having a great season, but like all the guys are contributing on the team. For sure. Which is obviously helping them get wins. I mean, after they uh, beat Blackhawks last night, uh, three nothing, that put them at number one in the league. Yeah. So they're on a major hot streak right now. Uh, I mean, it's obviously too early to tell if they'll make playoffs, but as of now, it's looking good enough. It's been real, I'm Mally. I'm Gavin, and we'll see you next time.